Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Elisa the Yarnista podcast, episode number 115. That's a lot. 115. My name is Mike, and the other voice you just heard by my side, and the body that it's coming out of, as always, is Elisa the Yarnista herself. How are you doing, Elisa? I'm good. How are you? Real well. You are. I am. Well, that's super exciting. Even though today is, what, the 23rd or something like that? We're a couple days into winter, and I'm still doing okay, believe it or not. I don't know how that's happening, but it's true. Of course, we don't have a whole lot of snow yet, so that's probably a big part of it. And I've got a couple days off coming up this week. I'll have to work two days this week. So I'm off on Monday oh, and yeah, then Thursday you and Friday. Oh, yeah, only have to work two days. Well, that's I might, amazing. I might be employing your, uh, your, your skills at the store on Thursday or Friday. I don't have any skills. Boast st- I do have you nunchuck have- skills, actually. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that for a live stream. I'll grab my nunchucks and do a demonstration. It's been a while. I might hit myself in the head, but I can do some pretty cool stuff. I used to do that at the gym, by the way. It was pretty awesome when there was a lot of space there. And now there's, there's no space at the gym anymore. I think we must be in January already because New Year's resolution people are, has started like two weeks early. It was crazy. It's been just jam-packed at the gym. There's hardly any parking spaces. And there's not even snow yet because when when it snows, we lose probably 50 parking spots just because they pile up all the snow in these various parking spots throughout the, the lot. And that hasn't even happened yet. And there's nowhere to park. That's what it was like at Aldi today. There were almost no parking spots and almost no carts at and Aldi no today. It was, I'm like, if if all the carts are not out here... Because, you know, they get chained together at Aldi. There's a, you have to put a quarter in to they get don't a cart. Have, there's no cart corral, so they're not in the parking lot. I'm like, if all the, if, if these carts are not out here, that means they're all inside. They're all and it's in not a big store. store. We don't have no. a big, we don't have an Aldi. Like some of the Aldis I know, they have, uh, they have liquor. They have a liquor department. Yeah, there's liquor. But so, some of them, they have wine. They have like six different kinds of beer. They have like six different kinds like of six beer. Six packs you can buy, and that's it. So... Yeah, so they were they were all inside, and yeah, and it's not like there's a lot of room crazy. in the aisles either because they, I mean they like the aisles they do have they put stuff in the aisles so <laughs> well no and it was apparently today was like a family outing at Aldi so like there were like four people for every cart which I felt was a little unnecessary because well yeah everybody's getting ready for and the then big... so they're standing there and they're deliberating in the middle of the aisle while they're you know blocking everything and everything was blocked yeah it was where are you in such a hurry to go though oh god i want to be a, a podcast to record that's where you're headed right i just didn't i don't i don't like i, I like i like grocery shopping at aldi it's usually pretty laid back but when it's crazy like that it was no. i mean lines were backed up the checkers are doing a great job though so this time of year yeah. everything no matter where you go it's going to be crazy like i went to was it today saturday so yesterday it was nice because my boss said, hey, make sure you get out of here a couple hours early today. And then he just laughed. <laughs> he was just like on his way out. He's like, make sure you leave early. I'm like, all right, because he's not here. And the other manager was gone. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to make sure I get out of here a little bit early. So I left you know, about, what, 2.30? About quarter to three, I think, is when I actually got out of there. And so I went to the gym early. And I'm like, this is going to be amazing because there's not going to be anybody here. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> but it was. And the gym was Oh, great. nobody was there? Not, no, because nobody gets there until like 5 o'clock. I saw a couple other people that weren't normally there that time. They're like, yeah, we got out early too. I'm like, that's amazing. Good for you. But getting to the gym, because my the gym that I work out at is right across the street from the mall. 
from Easttown Mall. I work out at Princeton Club. And it was nuts. The traffic that was around the mall at 3 o'clock was way worse than it normally is. Because normally when I get there, it's, you know, quarter to five, five o'clock. What do you think it was like inside the mall? I don't want to think about that. And kids had school yesterday. Did they? Yeah, suppose... they had school yesterday. It was all like it was all like holiday parties. It was yeah. all Christmas parties, but it depends because even like high school had um, they had high school here in Beaver Dam had Christmas parties, and I know a couple of people that took their kids out of school because they're like, well, I need them to like help me make cookies and stuff, and they're just going to be like watching a video and eating sugar. So I'm just yeah. going to bring them home, put them to work, yeah, on the farm. But yeah, it was nuts. All around the mall. So I want no part of that. There used to be a time when I would go, like, do all... I mean, this was, like, you know, 20-some years a ago. A lot. Before me. Because we, we've before never you. been, like, excited no. about going to the mall. But I would go, like, you know, a day or two before Christmas and just in a panic trying to find, like, okay, what can I find at the mall for everybody that I know? And I didn't like doing that even then. But, man, to see all these people waiting until the last minute to well, you go know, and... When I was in... Um, after I, well, when I was when I was in college, I worked at a men's clothing store, mm-hmm. and Christmas Eve day was the worst day ever to work because all these people they were coming in and they, I mean, it was it was you know there's a fire they they had an emergency they needed something right away, and of course the place I worked at we offered gift wrapping. Oh jeez. Yeah, so we the mall is jam packed. We were open until like three or something like so that. So you were in the mall. Or we part were of in the mall. mall. Yeah, Yikes. I worked at a men's clothing store and. Yeah, but it was, I mean, it was it, in some ways it was fun because it was a lot of like grandmas coming in to get stuff for their grandsons and stuff like, yeah. I mean, it was, this was like the days of like Gerbo and like hyper color shirts and. You saw the hyper? I, I we was, had hyper color shirts there. Yeah. I always imagined it was more like suits and tailored. Oh, we had suits things. and stuff like in the back half, okay. like the, 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 we had, there were two locations. So I worked at, um, Patterson's in, uh. Bemidji, Minnesota. That's where I worked when I was in college. And we, the, we had two locations. The downtown location was like two stories. And it, the downtown there is actually really cool. Um, but the downtown store was a lot of like the the more kind of like classic kind of like men's stuff. And I mean, they had a lot of like chaps and, you know, dockers and stuff like that. But chaps? Then, yeah. Like for riding a horse? Ralph Lauren chaps. I don't know what that is. It's, it's, it's a brand oh. of clothing. Ralph Who Lauren is- chaps. You probably have. Are you sure it's not Champs? I've always... I'm pretty sure it's not Champs. Yeah, Champs is Maybe. something else. Champs is a is a, is a different brand. Yes. Oh, it is a brand though. Okay. Yes. I don't know what Champs is. Definitely not the same thing. Like like motorcycle Champs. I know what those are too. Yeah, this is different. Okay. Still different. Not leather. So every once in a while, I would work at the downtown location, which I really liked because I the 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 mall scene was kind of a mall scene. It was it was a mall scene. It was a big soap opera working at the mall. Like everybody uh, everybody that worked at the retail stores was in everybody's business and was it was it, Oh, what was the name of the movie? Oh my god, I can't think of the name of the movie now with uh Spicoli and that all oh, that started out in the mall too. And I cannot oh my goodness. Mall rats? Mr No, not okay. Mall Rats, Mr. Han and Spicoli. And Judd, uh, what's his name? Judd, Judge. So what's his name? Judge. I want to say Judge Matt. Judge Nelson? Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold? I was going to say Mike Judge. or Yeah, Mike Judge, but it's definitely not him. He's he's Beavis and Butthead. But yeah, Judge Reinhold and, uh, oh my goodness. No shirt, new shoes, no dice. 
IMDb. I'm going to have to IMDb this because, yeah. That all started, that was starting in the mall. And that was like a whole big thing there is where he wanted to ask out the girl who worked at the, whatever the store across the way at the food court, I think it was. And, and there are, I don't know how many people we have listening to this show, but every single one of you I can t- I know right now is screaming at us the name. It's not Fast Times, is it? Fast Times original. That started High. at the mall. You've I've seen it like oh, well if you would have said business in the front, party in the back. Well, I don't remember that line. Otherwise, I would have said. And if it. you would have said Sean Penn, then I probably would have gotten that. I don't remember. I haven't seen the movie. I think we have that. Do we? Own we that have that movie on DVD somewhere. We used to. We may have loaned it out and we might have to back. break out all those DVDs at some point soon. Oh, watch out! Watch watch all the my favorite '80s movies. Sure, Mike. watch them Pretty in Pink, and and we can watch Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer. Oh, we could do that all day tomorrow. All of the Arnold movies, most of them, not all of them, most of them. So yes, yeah, I worked at the mall. So when I worked at the at the mall, though, because it was you know a younger hip crowd going to the mall in you know Bemidji, Minnesota. Oh yeah. Um, we had in the front, like the the back half of the store um, was like suits and stuff, and the front half was I mean, we had dress shirts and stuff like that. But we had a lot of like so you had the and, the back the, the opposite. You had party in the front and business in the back. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it was a very interesting job. I had very very uh, interesting uh, characters for managers there, and it was it was just it was kind of fun. Yeah. So I I. That was one of my, one of the jobs that I look at more fondly from when I was a youngster and in college. And yeah. you always seem to speak very fondly of it. So that's I do. It was it was not like Menards when you worked at Menards. That you, you don't Bernards. Bernards, the place that rhymes that rhymes with Bernards. You don't have uh, much good to say about no, Bernards. That, that wasn't very good. Shopping at Bernards is not but you know what that, much fun. that got me here and got me to you. It's true, so, and the Elisa the Arnisa podcast. If it wasn't for Bernard's, there'd be no Elisa the Arnisa podcast. So yeah, yeah, I loved working at at Patterson's. The owners were the the owners were were wonderful. Yeah. So yeah. Were they as good as the owner for Firefly Fibers? Probably not. Probably not. But yeah. Speaking of Arnold movies, no, oh, no, we watched Jingle all the way last week. Kind of. It was on in the background. But I think we, I don't know if we meant, brought this up a couple weeks ago, but we, uh, Lisa and I, hosted Christmas number one, the Arnista family Christmas, and it went pretty well, I think. I think it went very well. We had, it was the two of us, and it was my sister and uh, brother-in-law, and our little niece, Clara, mm-hmm. and uh, my dad and his lady friend. It was a good visit, and we had a jingle all the way going in the background because that's a classic Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that everybody loves. Because you said you couldn't find Elf, and I walked out to the living room and I said, it's right there. Honestly, I didn't put much effort into looking for you Elf did once not. I, I think had you Jingle just, All the Way. I think you just wanted to watch Jingle All the Way. I always want to watch Jingle All the Way. It's a fantastic movie with Sinbad, and Clara was like mesmerized by the movie and Arnold She was mesmerized by the TV. She no. also loved Elf. It's because Arnold was on TV. She just... <sighs> mesmerized elf is the best christmas movie elf is real good well and, real good. and rollo did really well with the baby she was <gasps> she was clean when she left i don't know how clean she well, was when she got here but she was were clean anyway. she was licked clean yeah he was giving her kisses she's got a little little springy bouncy chair thing that she would that she sat in on the floor 
And he was, he, well, obviously, Rollo has never seen, I guess I can't say obviously, but Rollo has never seen a little baby kid, a, a miniature human like that before. So he was very curious and didn't know what to make of it. So he was kind of like, like approaching her very cautiously and He did not like and, her crying. No, because she, she made a fuss here and there, as babies are, are often want to do. And when you have, like, a weird, like, big dog face, like, coming at you, that's a little well, weird, too. Well, but not even when he was, even when he wasn't around, she yeah. she would fuss, and he got real concerned about that. He didn't, he was very concerned that she was uncomfortable or, or making a fuss. He was pawing at her little chair. Yeah. And, it's okay. It's yeah, okay. It's a good place to be. And, yeah, so he gave her kisses and licked her hands and... She hit him in the face once, and he was just like, whoa, and he's like, hi. She's got some energies. She flails about, or she's kicking her legs and waving her arms around. They're all working up to walking and crawling and getting into things. That's what what they're doing. So overall, that was a good day. I was very curious to see how Rollo did, and he did did really well. He did really well. We haven't had that many people in the house since we've had him, so that was, he did, he did very, very well. He's doing very well right now, too. He's of course he is asleep. And so next weekend, or no, not next weekend, in like two days, Monday, we're going to go up to my sister's place. So it's her turn to host everything. Yeah, we're uh, both both you and your sister are taking uh, on the uh, responsibility of yeah. being the adults all of a sudden, Weird. all in one year. Well, it's good. I mean, for us, it's a good midway point because my I mean, it's not quite midway, but it's it's midway in between, like, her and my parents' places that, I mean, she's, what, two and a half hours from here? Hour two. and a half? Two hours? Something two like that? Two hours. So, yeah, I mean, tech on another 45 minutes to get down to my parents' place, and it gets to be a long drive for them, especially when they've got a uh, four-month-old baby. Yeah. Not a lot of fun for them. So, yeah, it was a good time. Your and dad offered to buy us a baby, too. We both politely declined. Yeah. No, we don't have need of a baby. I like others. I would say if we could get one that was like 14 or 15. No, because then you just have to pay for college. Yeah, but they could mow the lawn and they could uh, clean and... Stock the shelves at Firefly Fibers. Stock the shelves at Firefly Fibers. And then, you know, they get to be like 17 and 11 months and you just let them go. I don't think that's how it goes. No, you can't do that? It's not like a catch and release kind of thing. No, I don't want one then. Yeah, no. We're good with the dogs. Sounds like a lot of work. They are a lot of work. (laughs) Well, yeah, you've got the traditional baby, five bags of baby things and eight different chairs and all the accoutrement that goes along with having a baby. And obviously I know that exists. I can't get to be this age and not ever have seen that, but... It's I hear lot. that by the time you have the fourth one, you just grab some diapers and a bottle and go out the door. Well, that sounds that, like the that, way to do it. That's what happens after four. That's what everybody should do from one. But I think at four, you just kind of maybe have, I don't know. You've given up on life and... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, so I... Patreon. I want to talk about this real quick. Patreon.com slash Elisa the Arnista. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Elisa the Arnista. You can sign up there and uh, help us out financially, monetarily. And for $5 a month, that gets you access to 
the live streaming version of the podcast so as we're recording this you can hang out in chat on youtube with all the cool party people and you can chat and you can uh, we can talk and we always get together uh, we always i don't know 20 minutes or sometime before sometime after and hang out before and after the show it's a good time also in the next week or two we're going to be doing a get together if we can figure out a time to do it we're going to do an additional hangout, got some plans to uh, change and do some different things with the show, just musically and whatnot. So if you want to participate in that, that'll be open to uh, patrons at any dollar amount. So we'll do that. Even if you're a patron at the $1 per month, we'll get you access to to uh, those kinds of hangs out, hangouts and things like that. Well, and even if you are a video patron then you can still watch later. You don't have to yep. watch live. Nope, it's always recorded. So if you want to come back and you you know you don't want to do the audio, you can come back and see all the stuff before you, and like, after. You get the and email the and you're like, oh, they're talking. I have better things to do right I now. Do you it. can watch it later. You can watch it later. And also at the $5 level, it gets you um, your own private personal RSS feed. So you can listen to the audio versions because sometimes we put commercials. I'm going to try to figure out a way to like this kind of chat we're having right now about Patreon. I might just cut all this stuff out of there throughout the uh, the show, and you can get your own RSS feed with all, all this stuff in there because you are subscribing on Patreon, on Patreon. You know what we're talking about. You're already there. You don't need to hear it anymore, so I can maybe just cut it out, and maybe I'll start that this time around and cut see how that it goes. out? Like Joey. <laughs> Uncle Joey. Oh, my gosh. That and is the second time in a week that Full House has come up. Full House always comes up. It's an amazing show. Not Fuller House. Fuller House is awful. You've never I imagine. seen it. I don't want to. We had this conversation earlier this week. Uncle Joey is not on Fuller House, so I'm, I have no interest in watching it. Because he's the coolest. Maybe not as cool as the Fonz, but he's right up there. Otherwise, if you want to participate in the program but you don't want to become a patron, you can always send us an email, podcast at elisathearnista.com. And I have questions, comments, suggestions, ideas, thoughts that you want to share. Let us know. We're up for talking about anything. As you can tell, we've been uh, doing this now for about 20 minutes and have yet to talk about knitting. And that's generally the Even way it goes. Even though I'm knitting. Even though elisa has been knitting this whole entire time, we I have am. yet to talk about it. So, I mean, since you said that, we might as well do this. Elisa's wanted new music since I... have wanted new music for 115 episodes. For 100, well, we haven't done that for 115 episodes. I don't know how long we've been doing that, but it's been a while. So if you want to help Elisa change that music, sign up Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Elisa the Yardista. Sign up there again. It's a dollar. I mean, it's a dollar per month. We do four shows a month. That's a quarter a quarter show you know for five bucks a month it's about 25 a show you get all the live stuff and whatever other random things i've got a, a couple ideas for um that to use that rss feed that I talked about earlier you can put that into use for some other fun things that uh, other people won't be getting so i want to add some more value to the whole patreon thing and uh, try to get more special. people to line up yeah exactly so you know, you know if you, you are giving us money on a monthly basis for entertainment we want to entertain you in all kinds of various fun, random ways. But anyway, again, uh, podcast at elisathearnista.com is the email address. Otherwise, you can always uh, find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, all that kind of stuff, too. Mike so, really Elisa, loves emails. I love the, the emails. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. I was going to say I feel like you uh, For real, You Lisa, stole my thunder. What have you been knitting on? Well, I'm, I'm knitting on something right now. I can hear that and see it. You can hear. I can't hear it. You can hear it? Yeah. Oh. I have good ears. 
I am uh, not all that far, and I need to get it done tomorrow. Tomorrow? Why? Yeah, it's 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 for the store. Why does it have to be done tomorrow? Because I need to post classes, so I... I no, it's for a class. It's it's it, well, it's kind of for a class, and maybe for Christmas, and then for a class. Because I wanted what? a new Christmas sweater. It was going to be my new Christmas sweater, but it's it's kind of so it needs to be done for Monday. It might need you know if I can get it done tomorrow and get it washed and oh, spin it yeah. out in the washing machine and put a like four fans on it tomorrow night, I might be able to wear it for Christmas. So I should turn the humidifier off, is what you're saying. Make it as dry as possible. Yes. Crank up the heat and make yes. it as dry as possible in here. Yes. So I get a nosebleed so, and bleed on everything. So this is, um, oh, I don't have, let me find a picture that doesn't have all the pattern on it because I can't show that. Yeah. Nobody's going to see, I can't even see those words from here. Well, no, I don't want to show anything other than the cover page because... People post weird pictures on Instagram, and sometimes it's too much. And no. So this is a Stroker by um, Azalda. Um, I don't know how you say it. We could probably do another how do you pronounce dot We could probably thing. do that. But this is a, I, I think it's it's a gorgeous sweater. She This is her take on um, an Icelandic wool sweater. Um and this is done in uh, Lopi, which will be coming to Firefly Fibers in January. Um, I like Azalda's version, so I'm gonna we'll we'll be having a, a like a Lopi kind of like sweater workshop class um, where you can pick what sweater you want. Lopi has some really amazing patterns. Um, Azalda's take on it is a little bit different because it has some actual like body shaping to it, so it's not as um, it's a little bit more like figure flattering um, than some of the other sweaters out there. Did you find it? I don't know. I don't know what this is. Oh, well. Stroke Yeah, stroke Apparently it's two words, but well, I don't know. It's only one on here, so. Um, it's pretty much what you said it was. But yeah, so I think it's just, it's it's really nice. It's a bottom up. So the, the Icelandic yoke sweaters are really interesting because they're either top down. So you get to do like all the fun bits at the beginning. And then you're kind of like, oh my gosh, I have to get through these sleeves and this body. I'm never going to be done. Yeah. I kind of like this way of doing it. This, uh, it reminds me, um, similar to Antler, um, the Antler cardigan by Tin Can Knits, where you start at the bottom, work up to the arms, do your sleeves, join everything, and then you get to do that fun bit of the color work or like the the Antler has the cables in the top. So I really like that. That makes me really happy. So, um, so this is what I'm going to be like basically working on in all of the rest of time today, tomorrow, tonight, tomorrow. Why is she wearing a camera? They should have had her take that off before... They should have. I'm, I'm, she probably told them what to do to take pictures. So this is she actually she designed this sweater to. So, she did. Yeah. Oh, who is that? That's Azalda. Oh. That's Azalda in her sweater. I wonder why. Yeah, but it's weird. She's so, she's wearing this. She's got a camera obviously with a camera strap around her neck. That kind of. And there she's fine. not wearing it. No, but it's. Here it is without the camera around her neck. If you and don't like the, the camera around her neck, that's a whole sweater. Um, so um, Stroker was inspired by traditional Icelandic lopayesas. Cozy sweaters with 
colorful yoke patterns. Um, first made for a trip to Iceland a few years ago. The original had traveled with me ever since. Knit in Iceland wool, Icelandic wool. It's been my go-to garment for chilly, damp days. Another trip to Iceland and the fact that the original sweater was looking rather well-loved meant it was time to make a replacement. Um, this time... I actually took notes, so now you can knit one of your own because, you know, those there are those designers that just, you know, grab some yarn and just knit a sweater without okay. a pattern. So um, Stroker features a more refined fit than many traditional yoke sweaters. It's worked from the bottom up with gentle waist shaping. Um, the yoke pattern patterning is fairly short so, and to flatteringly frame the face and avoid bagginess around the underarm, which is something that's different about it is that it's a relatively short color work section. A mm -hmm. lot of them carry down almost like right into the armpits and there is a little bit of sagging sometimes with them. So I really like this design for that. I think it's, it's really good. Um, it, it's, it's a really versatile pattern for a lot of, a lot of different body shapes. Um, blah, 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 scoop neckline, short rows. Um, the sizing on it too is incredible because the sizing ranges from a 30 and a quarter inch bust all the way up to a 59 and a half inch bust. Cool. So it's a wide range of sizing and I feel like the shaping on it is just, it's, it's really flattering for a lot of people. And the yarn is just, the yarn is lovely to knit with regardless of what people say. It's not scratchy. It's <laughs> rustic and coarse. It's coarse, not scratchy. But you're probably going to wear something under it anyway. Yeah, you're right? going to wear it's... something under it, and it's going to wear, like, iron, and it's just, it's going to last forever. So, yeah. So, there's this that, I'm, that I've been working on. Um, uh, I finished my, I don't think we talked about this, I finished my lightning fast, well, I finished one lightning fast mitten. Which I think it's a good. I think we did talk about that last time. We we talked about that I was working on. Did I have it finished? I think so. Okay. All right. Maybe well, not. I don't know. Sorry. So talk about it again. It's been two weeks. I I still only have one. So it's it's a Michael Jackson lightning fast mitten. Yeah. So, um, it's Malabrigo Rasta. I think this is Kegway. I don't know how you say it. Q U E G U A Y for the. Quequeg. I That's don't think so. Dick. No. No. <laughs> um. So there's that. And I think that's really all I've been working on. I have a lot of stuff that I'm like, that's like in the wings and I'm working, like I'm working on a couple things that I have to finish up for, um, for class samples. Cause I have a much requested, uh, steak project that I'm working on instead of just like randomly steaking bits of, uh, swatches. Mm -hmm. We're going to actually make something. So that'll be really cool. Oh. This is, uh, you, you, you wound this yarn for me today. I sure did. Some of them better than others. All of them are done perfectly. Um, the, uh, what is it called again, Mike? What is what called? The pattern. I always forget because the Albany Alpaca Cowl by Blue Sky Fibers. Those words are all easy to say. We don't need howtopronounce.com for that one. So this is the cowl. It's done in like Hudson Bay kind of colorways. Um, and I'm doing it, I'm, I have someone's going to knit a sample for me for the shot, but I'm, you know, branching out from my gray to, um, uh, I'm going to use natural for the main color. Um, and then, uh, light gray and then a 
Medium gray. Pretty exciting. And then there's this business that Mike wound for me. Um, if, if you order yarn from Firefly Fibers and I wound request all that of it's those. wound, um, That's not it will my not fault. come like this. So, um, yeah, so then dark gray. So it's going to be striped with the gray. So it's going to probably, I think it's going to resemble a little bit like my uh, my Hudson wrap. Yep. But it's it will be a cowl. So I think it'll go. I have a really cool, I'd, li- I'd love to, I need something else to wear with it when I'm at the store because the T-shirt's just a little too cold right now. I have a really nice... Uh, that Julie Aslan, uh, that yarn t-shirt, that gray one, and yeah. this will look really nice with it. Sure. So, yeah, so I'm kind of excited to start on that. Um, I did finish a project, and this one I know I did not show, like my mitten. No. The um, lovely rib cowl by Pearl Soho in um, two skeins of, oh, it's kind of wrinkly there. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it's good. It's fine. Um, in uh, Surrey Merino, Blue Sky Fiber Surrey Merino, and I use Dusk as um, the color. And I think it's really nice. Yeah, and it I looks think really I can good. put it on over my, oh, my hair's in my face now. But yeah, it's, it's just really, really cozy. So the yarn is really, really nice. Yeah, it's a nice yarn. It's uh, holds or shows right the uh, stitch definition really well. I think it's it's very like stark, almost like it's not quite real. I don't know why it's like the the rib pattern. I think you can see it really well. Magical yarn. It is. It kind of looks like it. So, yeah, I think this is really just a really perfect project for the Surrey Merino. So, um, yeah, so I finished that, and I completely forgot that I finished it because. It was days You forgot ago. that you finished it? Well, yeah. I, I didn't. Um, I spun out on the washing machine and I put it put on the blocking mats and just left it. And I haven't really been knitting or doing anything since. Oh. So I kept thinking I needed to take it to the store and I kept forgetting. So because I was trying to get, you know, all my other stuff together. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So yeah, it was it was a really fun knit. And there are, and it's kind of cool because I had, there were several knitters that um, wanted to try out my, my Lika needles um, while I'm waiting for um for our order to come in because they're still on back order um but the knitters are able to try out the the needles with this and because it's just two by two ribs so do you trust everybody i did didn't think they were gonna screw it up and have to start all over their gauge is a little off i'll probably survive so yeah i don't think any normal human being could ever guess where other people were knitting and you weren't unless you know where it is they're all good knitters. They know what they're doing. So, yeah, I'm definitely, I, I love this. I'll be knitting one for myself for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Out of the same yarn? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, I have some cream that's wound too. I'll probably do a cream one for myself. I need a new cream cowl. So, yeah. But that's really all I think I have going on on the needles right now. I've been enamored with a bunch of the um, the new sock patterns out there. Um, and I almost cast on a new one and then I almost cast on another new project and I managed to, whoops, <laughs> I managed to rein myself in cause that was going to end in nothing but disaster. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So if you want to buy any of the stuff that Lisa just talked about, you can do that. If you go to fireflyfibers.com, Firefly Fibers, the local yarn shop that Lisa and I own right here in Beaverdam, Wisconsin, which is where we live. And I think, uh, 
I'm safe to say if you make an order at this point online for Christmas, you're probably not going to have it in time for Christmas. Is that safe to say? Yeah, that's safe to say. Because, well, you might be listening listening to this after Christmas, but at this point, Lisa's not going back there until probably Tuesday. So, well, and I don't think our mailman is coming back until Tuesday either. He's not. No. What about oh. Monday. Oh, and by the way, I'm actually wearing. I don't. It, it was at the store for a long time, and I was showing it off before yeah. my uh, Wolf River in Plymouth Homestead. Nice. So it's kind of another fo that. It's a very nice. Sweater. Just went to the store, and that was about it. That's what most of your FOs do. They go, to the, they store. go to the store. Yeah. I would recommend if anybody does this, though, and I plan on knitting another one in, you know, gray, um, adding an additional, at least one additional repeat of the lace because it is awfully short. Yeah. You always have to, have to wear a longer undershirt yeah. of some sort underneath it. And I wear, I have a little, like, tank top that has, like, some cute little, like, it's kind of, like, ruffled on the bottom. Um but you have to have the right thing to wear it with. And I think yeah. it would just be so much easier just to make it a little longer, just to, yeah, make it a little bit longer yeah. and then just wear it. So, but yeah, I love, I love the sweater you and probably I probably still want to wear something too. under it though. Yes. You still want to wear something under it because you can kind of see through it a little bit. So go to fireflyfibers.com and when you go shopping there, make sure that you put at least $100 worth of stuff into your carts, whether that's yarn or stitch markers or bags. My knitting notes. Knitting notes. The, is that the new, the new uh, journal? The new journal from Len. Put all that stuff in there because if it's at least $100, that'll get you free shipping anywhere in the United States of America. And that's an amazing deal. Even Hawaii. Even Hawaii. Whatever. I have somebody that has ordered, they've placed like three orders from Hawaii. Like she's never ordered from us. And then like within a week and a half, she placed three orders. Everything. What about, what about Hawaii? Hmm? What about Alaska? <laughs> I don't send a whole lot of stuff to Alaska. No, but it's still free shipping, yeah. right? Because it's yeah. the United States of America. Yeah, but at least it, that's connected by land. Hawaii's like way out there that's in an true. island. It has to take an airplane. I'm mm. guessing the Alaska one's take an airplane too. Probably, I think they'll probably likely. go on an airplane. So you can do all that. However, unfortunately, you will not get it in time for Christmas. Although, even today, we had people coming in. We had our traditional last—I mean, literally last—minute gift card and other things shopper come in. I think he was two fifty-four today. Was he that early? I think he may have been 254 instead of 255. So it's become kind of an annual tradition. We've got uh, one of the husbands that comes in who we've gotten to know quite well over the years. He's wonderful. He comes in five or six minutes before we close on the last day, whether it's Christmas Eve or whatever the last uh, last business day is before Christmas. He's there to do his shopping without fail. And his fail. wife nags him. His, well, she says, you know they close. I know. I know. Knows. He knows exactly what's going on. He knows. So he was in there, and it was a lot of fun. So we had to talk to him because he, along with, was it him and his wife and another couple? Yeah, two of our, um, two, well, they're, yeah, two couples that are friends and just so happens both their wives are knitters. Yeah. And uh, our friend, he found really, really reasonable prices for um, airline or air uh, flight tickets to Iceland. Yeah, we were just talking about Iceland. Which one of the, the pattern you were just looking at was a lot about Iceland? Well, it's made in Icelandic wool. Well, there you go. So we're all talking about we're all Iceland. Oh, look, he's coordinated. I can carry him with me. He who? He is... I need to name him, Mike. You need to you need to back up a couple steps and talk about and explain what you're talking about. So, our, my <laughs> friends went to Iceland, and um, 
they went a little crazy. They took they took a ton of pictures. And thank you so much for taking so many amazing pictures of the yarn shops that I was missing out on. Um, I would love to go there. Like, oh, we have to come back here with you. Yeah, okay. Then maybe I'll, we will. I will go. So, Twist what my arm. Me? What do you mean you will if it's go? Just the girls. You can stay. Well, just the girls. Why would just the girls go? I so go. they brought me back this little guy. That he's what probably like what six, eight inches eight inches tall. He's a little Icelandic guy. And he is decked out in a hat, which I think is, it looks almost identical to the yarn that I'm using right very now. Close. It's a little really, darker, really but close. It's very close. Um, but it's, uh, he's, he's, he's decked out. I wonder what his face is made out of. What do you think? Meat. Is it maybe a nut? What? I didn't. I wonder what his face is made out of. Don't no. break his nose off. No. I wonder if it's made see. out of a walnut. The nose is glued on. Yeah, the nose is glued on. So I wonder, is he... It's like clay and some sort of a... Because it's like, it's like bumpy, like all the way around. It fe- almost feels like it might be a walnut. Could be. Um, take him apart and find out. Let's not take him apart. I like him this way. So he's wearing this cute little knitted outfit. His pants look like they're felted. Yep. And it's really funny because... So uh, I, I, I've seen all four people... Within the last like three days. Sure. Well. But I can't tell the ladies that I've seen their men because this is the time of the season for keeping secrets. So one of the husbands came in, um, I think it was like Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. He came in and um, picked up a a gift for his wife and um, was telling me all about Iceland because apparently that's all like anybody wants to talk about is like how wonderful Iceland is. If you just came back from Iceland, what else are you going to talk about? I mean, that's the thing you're talking about is Iceland. So he was telling me about um, how they would, uh, they'd wear thick wool socks and they would wear over them um, tanned fish skin. I thought, Okay, you know, I, he's, he's he's like unpredictable with his funny sometimes. Like, I wonder, like, is he just making this up or because he has a very dry sense of humor. Yeah. So, but I'm like, so were they wearing them as shoes or were they wearing were they wearing him them like in shoes? So he he he's like, I'm not sure. Well, when I received this little guy, his feet are wrapped in tanned fish skin. Yeah, he's got little miniature. Fish shoes. And they're their shoes. But it's salmon skin. Yeah. So, yeah, it says fish skin on here. Well, and they eat a lot of fish in Iceland and uh, Norway and that area of the world. So what are you going to do with all that fish skin? You might as well use it and make something out of it. Yeah, they tan it because it's waterproof then. So you yeah. have the warmth of the wool. But it's interesting on here. It says uh, um, the clothes are Icelandic wool, but wool is spelled W-H-O-O-L. Oh, is it? Yeah. Didn't notice. The beard is uh, made of lamb coat, which that is like... It's very yeah, soft. It's definitely from a lamb. Yeah. And then the shoes are fish skins. So, and it's handmade in Iceland, which I think everything in Iceland is probably handmade in Iceland. Yeah. It doesn't sound like there's a lot of like outside manufacturing going on there. So, yeah. So, they brought me a little dude back from from Iceland. Yeah. He's very cool. It sounds like an awesome place. He was... Talking about how they kind of got around with the rental cars and they had, uh, like, all the shops are 
heated geothermally, which is very cool. I think that's something the United States will get into a little bit more at some point in the future. But they've got all kinds of like hot springs and yeah. So it was interesting because our friend I I had heard from from uh, from the other husband that had come in that oh so he walked into one shop and he's like oh my gosh it's it's cold outside do you want me to shut your front door yeah. no that's what we do and they're like okay whatever and they walked around so they got to the next shop and he asked him again he's like do you want me to shut your front door and he's like no. he's, they said no that, that's what we do okay well why do you do that yeah it's cold outside and it's because the 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 shops and the 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 sidewalk and the street are all heated geothermally so yeah, you not, you wouldn't be able to stay i mean you'd have to have the front door open it depends on, on how hot it is but i mean the, the sidewalks the streets yeah like the uh inside of all these shops and i imagine there's a lot of like a lot of houses and whatnot that are heated that mm-hmm. way as well you're not burning up natural gas you're not no it's you know, just hot water you're not paying for it necessarily it's just uh coming up out of the yeah. ground where it's already a billion degrees and they're heated naturally and it doesn't cost anything and that's amazing you know, I thought was I'm like, oh well, you know, we we might go and we might never come back. And he yeah. said, well, but wait, you can't do it. You can't do it. So you either have to be a. It sounds like you have to be originally European. Yeah, but yeah, but to be a, you, a, a, you can't immigrate to Europe. That yeah. was the scam. So you have to be you have to be originally from Europe. Um, you can marry somebody. somebody. What yep. was it? Oh, or you can go to school there yeah. to become a citizen. But otherwise, you can just go and stay, yeah, and they're fine can, with it. Yeah, you can go and you can, I guess, live there, but you won't be a citizen or you can't be yeah. a citizen. But it's not a huge place. No. I mean, it's not like the United States of America where there are huge areas where there are no people or, or whatever. It's a, Iceland's not a, a real big place. And I guess, um, like you said, there's there's no, I mean, virtually no crime, and it's a pretty amazing place. Well, wasn't there a Netflix? Are you looking up right now? That's what I'm looking a, up right a now. Show or a, 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 a documentary on Netflix about a group of surfers or a couple of surfers that go to Iceland during the winter, so they can surf underneath the Northern Lights. Yeah. Which have you ever seen the Northern Lights? I have not the the colored Northern Lights that you get. Like in Bemidji, Minnesota. In, sure, in Bemidji, Minnesota. I've seen them in Dane, Wisconsin, and they were amazing. Bemidji, Minnesota. It was amazing. That was the only reason I like was able to tolerate going out on the lake when it was frozen because I was terrified. I'm like, this can't hold a car. But like going out there and seeing those lights, it was it was incredible. Yeah. So there's, apparently the the whole idea of this documentary is this group of surfers that go there during the winter so they can surf. In the winter, under the northern lights, and I imagine the it's still the ocean, but I can't imagine it's that it's not warm. I guess no, the one guy I, the northern Atlantic is not warm. Well, actually, the southern Atlantic, like if you go to even the Gulf of Mexico, but if you go to the Atlantic side in Florida, even during like late spring or summer, it's not super warm because that water moves around a lot. It doesn't sit long enough to get warm, and then you take that up north. Mm-hmm. especially salt. I mean, potentially that water could be less than 32 degrees because of all the salt, right? I don't know. I Don't quote me on this. I don't know much yes. about yes. the Atlantic Ocean. Salt but, water freezes, yes. I mean, that's why they put salt in the roads here. But, I mean, I don't know that it gets that cold. But theoretically, the water could be below 32 g- degrees. But because of the salt content, it won't freeze. So you could surf out there. And these people are out there. Six of them. Hanging 10 in the winter of Iceland. At night. At night. Because you can't see the northern lights during the day. Right. So, yeah, it's called Under an Arctic Sky, and it is available on Netflix. 
And so, I've, it, I've heard it's incredible. The one guy is like, I can't it. feel my feet. And I'm like, dude, how can you feel anything? Because right. you're like. And how do you surf if you can't feel your feet? That seems like a bad. Like my dad has feet issues. That'd be like walking around with your feet asleep. Right. Which is basically where my dad is headed. And he has trouble with stairs and stuff at some at, at this point already. And these people are out there surfing, trying to balance on the waves and on the surfboard without being able to feel your feet because they're frozen from the water. <laughs> just How long is it? Did you see how long it was? Oh, it is 40 minutes. 40 minutes. So maybe maybe we'll do a, um, a running commentary. That's my idea for patrons. Oh, Mike has so many ideas. I have lots of good ideas. No, it looks amazing. And everything we heard about Iceland, it just sounds incredible. So they it flew does. on Wow Airlines and it is like ridiculously cheap. Um, from They flew nonstop from Chicago um, for $100, I think, for each leg. I think it was 100 to get there and 200 to get back or something like that. Hmm. So it was like 300 round trip and it's a five hour flight. Yeah. So it's is not that it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess yeah. It's not that far. And some people have been talking, or they talked to some people that were there. And Iceland was actually like a two-day layover for them on their way to Scotland, which is your dream destination. Oh, I would love to go to Scotland. I don't. I feel like I'd want to spend more time. That sounds to me like a, a two-week trip, like a week in Iceland and then a week That's in fine. Scotland. That's fine. We'll do it That'd during be- the summer. It would be wonderful because the weather would be nice. It'd be perfect. It would be beautiful. Be very similar to, to what it is here. I mean, but except you're surrounded by ocean, so it would be more temperate. It won't be as hot. Well, what they were saying, because of the, the, the like, where Iceland is, it never, like, during the summer, it never even really gets, like, above 75. Yeah. That's Sounds okay to me. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. I would do that. So we'll have to plan we'll for that plan. in the future sometime. Not this summer. You're going to Colorado this summer. That's true. I've been told I'm going to Colorado this summer, so we'll see how that works out. Mike's coming. The I girls. Get to go on vaca- oh. But it won't be all girls. I mean, it's fine if it is. I can handle that and I can I can manage. But there will be boys. There will be maybe like a nine-year-old boy. Really? What about the other boys, the grown-up boys? They'll probably come too. Okay. If they hear you're coming, they'll come too. That's what I heard is that if I go, they will at least for a day or two, they'll show up. Yes, and hang they out. will. But I'll just go and I'll just chill on the on the outside deck or whatever they have at the location where we're staying and drink some beer and read a book or something. I'll be fine. You're going to love it. Oh, I know I will. I'm so excited. You get to go this time. It's a magical. I'm excited place. too. I think it's, it's better than Disney world. No, I don't know about that. Yeah, probably. It is. I'm, love to I, see. I can't wait to see what shows are at the Rocky mountain repertoire theater. Yeah, that'll be fun. It was fun. So yeah, you get to go. Hang out with me and my cousin. That won't be twice next summer. You get to hang out with all of all of my uh, all of my side of the family. I'm okay with that. It's like, gonna be. Fun. I like your side of the family. They're fun. They are. All right. Lisa, it's time for some Canadian canoes. So we got all kinds of fun things that are happening today. And, oh, goodness gracious, if you are a patron on Patreon, you're seeing how my... It's not working. It's not working. Let me try something here. I apologize to those of you who are not... Why is it not working? Oh, my goodness. Hold, please. Oh, my goodness. 
I'm knitting. Elisa's knitting. That's with my uh, Icelandic wool, which I love. Well, you should love it. I do. It's from Iceland. Lisa, talk about something. What am I going to talk about? I I'm, I'm already talked out. Oh, I also got um, from a friend of mine. I also got a uh, a skein of I believe it's about two hundred two hundred twenty yards. A friend okay, of mine. Okay, so we're done now. So I've got this working the way that I wanted to. Go ahead. <laughs> Jerk. It, it just, I mean, of, like literally, um, I, I wasn't messing around there. It really did happen. Lovely black alpaca from her, uh, or llama, llama from, um, I believe it's a llama. Um, Otto. His name is Otto. So Whether well, there's is, a llama this is, or an alpaca. This is Otto all spun up. So um, either it's either going to be mittens or a, I'm thinking, I'm almost thinking maybe a hat and some fingerless mitts. I'm not sure yet. How does she, does she do the, like the... Oh, no, they have somebody that comes out and does the shearing, and then I... And the process um, I referred them to uh, a fiber mill here in Wisconsin for the the fiber, and yeah. So so she was, I mean, it was lovely that she brought me... It's very cool. ...a skein of yarn from one of her animals. It almost, I mean, I thought it looked dyed because it's, the color is so consistent all the way through. No, it's... They don't dye it. It's just... Everything she got is Naturally, that's... Yeah, yeah. and look, there's even like little bits of brambles in there, so... Yeah, so it's it's lovely. It's very cool. You it should do a blog very, post very cool. about that, Elisa, from your, your process beginning to end. Clearly, my people know what I love. Yeah, everything you have is some shade of gray. I love it. It's good. And it's, green. It's versatile. I like you green, can too. wear it with anything. It goes. I've been wearing green sweaters all week. Have you? Yeah. Well, there you go. Natural. So. Well, I guess green isn't really a natural. You don't see a lot of green sheep or alpaca in the wild. No, but you see a lot of uh, grass. You do see a lot of grass. trees with leaves. I've so. seen leaves. I yeah. don't remember now what they look like anymore, but maybe in five or six months I'll see them again. It hasn't been that long. The grass is green up until pretty recently. It's still even grass a little bit green. Grass is always green. No, it hasn't died yet. So, it doesn't yeah. die. So this was very nice. So, yeah, I got that and... I don't remember if there's any, yeah, I can't think of anything else right now that you want me to talk. You want to go on with your thing, so. If you talk about whatever, it's a podcast, but this is what we do. What we do, we talk about things, knitting things, all kinds of things. Talk about this amazing article, because it looks, that's a lot of hats. So I'm going to talk about, uh, this is one that comes from very close to home here, Green Bay, Wisconsin. And of course, it is the uh, holiday giving season, whether you celebrate Hanukkah or you celebrate Christmas or you celebrate Festivus, or you celebrate the uh, winter solstice, whatever you celebrate, it's a season of giving and uh, giving to others. And so this is an interesting story that comes from Green Bay Correctional uh, Facility, where there's a, a group of guys there who do, looks like from what I can see, mostly crocheting, but I'm going to play the story, just the, the video story from, uh, that was on the news, I don't know how, this is December 8th, I guess. Um, I'm going to stop. You're not, rambling. the words are not working very well for no, you No, right all of now. a sudden my brain is short-circuiting. I'm not sure exactly what I'm saying or what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to, to uh, lead into the story, and it's not working very well. Newborns, school-age kids, even veterans are benefiting from a big donation of hats and blankets. They're handmade by a group of men you'd least expect to be knitting them. A story you will only see here on Action 2 News. Sarah Thompson takes us inside the, and the sewing Elisa, room. Podcast. And the big project is underway. And they're probably crocheted and not knitting <laughs> Inside this basement-level sewing room, we find tables full of hats, scarves, blankets, and bibs, all handmade and ready for donation. 
It's not the site you'd expect in a maximum security prison. And I thought crochet was like usually for like old people, right? <laughs> so um, I seen other guys around here doing it. So I'm like, well, maybe it's not like for like old people. Maybe it's like a masculine thing. Like maybe a man can't. So I end up doing it. All day, every day, a group of inmates at Green Bay Correctional crochet and knit. Their fingers know, focused on delicate work, creating tiny hats for newborns at Bellin Hospital and bigger ones for elementary age kids in the Green Bay Area Public School District. And I imagine like how people probably, you know, get one of these items and think like, oh, wow, hat, but do they really know where it come from? In an effort to protect victims, the Department of Corrections asked us not to identify these inmates by name. So it's going to be 28 inches. These men hope people don't just see what they're doing, but why? They give him a sense of pride, a, a kind of sense of purpose, right, to give back to a, a community that he probably destroyed or like, you know, um, infraction, right? So it kind of helped him, you know, give back to the people that, you know, he probably did wrong to. This man is a tutor in the mainstream unit. It's a specialized program for 25 inmates with medical or mental health issues or cognitive disabilities. I want to kill, um was so happy that he got something. He was like, yeah, look at my new new hat, new scar. It made me so proud to have somebody like my, like my work. That group atmosphere is something that they most likely did not have when they were out in the community, so they really feel a part of it down here. Prison staff keep a close watch to make sure knitting needles and equipment stay here, but the focus is on the therapeutic benefit, a way to keep inmates out of trouble. The sewing project allows the inmates to um, use their creativity. It kind of helps relieve some of the stress that they have. They love the idea that it's actually contributing something, and uh, I hear them talk a lot, asking, you know, when is the next bunch of hats going out? Handwritten thank you notes line the walls of their sewing room, reminding them of the value of their work. They've created thousands of pieces over the last six years and will soon expand the project, knitting hats for veterans undergoing chemotherapy. You know, I've been locked up since I was 15, so um, as you get older, you kind of figure out, you know, what's your purpose? Like, what, what can you do? And down here kind of gave me a sense of meaning. Sarah Thompson, Action 2 News, Alloway. All the materials you see to make those hats the inmates use are donated. We do have details. If you want to make a donation, you can find that at WBAY.com. Great program. Mm -hmm. They're talented. would make my grandma proud. <laughs> the winner of the large... So you should have told me I needed to bring a tissue because... Yeah. Yeah. That has me all choked up. That's it's good. very cool that all these guys are doing that. And, and there's a follow-up story to this. And actually, that's where I kind of found this story is... is I found the follow-up first before this one. I, for some reason, I don't know why this didn't show up in my, my Google alert, but after this story ran, these guys started getting donations from all over the country. They got stuff from Texas and California and Colorado and all over the place. People started just sending in boxes of yarn Sorry. <laughs> so that they could that they uh, could work on their projects and, and do all their knitting and crocheting. And it's it's pretty amazing what they're able to do. And I think uh, the big point in here that was was very cool is that, you know, these are guys that they obviously have some sort of infraction in their past that yeah. caused them to be where they are. And uh, this is a way they can kind of give back and, and to some degree make up for whatever it is that, that they did and help the community and, and uh, help those around. And they can see, you know, they get all those cards and thank you letters and things that um, gives them some sort of purpose. So even though they're kind of 
locked up and in a way locked away from the rest of their community and society they can still give back and hopefully this is some sort of rehabilitation that when when and hopefully if and when they get out they uh, will continue that and find a way to to maintain that sense of purpose and giving back to the community well and i think it's just it's a wonderful story about how you know hand making things by hand like what it does for the soul i mean it just yeah. it just you just feel good Exactly. Yeah. Anytime you can give back to whether it's your direct community or uh, your the world in, at large, I guess. It's yeah. Maybe sounds kind of silly, but when you can do that, uh, it, it does. It makes you feel good. And, uh, and I believe in knitting things around. with love. I don't think there's no other way to knit things. Even if you're knitting for yourself, you should still put some love in there. Angry knitting has no place. No, because then your you gauge is all messed up it. and then it doesn't look right. <laughs> and you don't want to do that. No, it's that's good stuff. We do not support, yeah. We do not support angry knitting here. So yeah, very cool. So what I will do, um, because they mentioned during the news story that they've got the uh, the or not contact information, but like the address and stuff. I will put the address and all that information within the show notes, along with the knitting news. Links that I put in the show notes at com slash podcast, I believe is what it is. Yeah, or um, you can just go to com and then click on the podcast. Yeah, click on the podcast link. Page. And in the notes for this episode, I will put all of the uh, address information and stuff there. So if you do want to donate, if you have yarn that you're not using, um, you're not going to use, and you wouldn't mind mailing it to these guys because it, the reaction that they got when they started getting things from around the country is, is pretty amazing and pretty great. You can do that. Otherwise, um, if you're not going to send things, if you've got yarn that you're not using, look in your own community. And yep. again, we say this every so often, periodically this comes up, but look in your community. There's probably a senior center. There's probably a high school knitting club. There are people. Your library. We take donations year-round, really. We'll take donations year-round sure. to pass on to the library and whatever they don't use they send over to the senior center because the senior center every year they have like tablefuls of stuff that yep. go out for the 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 fall or yeah. the fall and winter there is there's somebody in yep. your community that will use it so if you've got stuff in your stash and you want to make some room or you've got stuff that you've had for years that you're just not going to use somebody will use it and uh you know instead of, you can take it to goodwill or or you know places like that you can certainly do that but um if you want to take it to somebody who's going to uh, do some sort of charity project with it and and do something nice like that. There, there are places, I guarantee, in your area that, that you can do that. Well, and it's a way to contribute to something. If you don't have time to actually make the things to donate, sure. it's a really good way to actually contribute something without, yeah. you know, it's in, in something you're probably not going to use. Exactly, yeah. If it's been sitting around forever and you're just not going to use it yeah. because you've purchased some uh, fantastic julie aslan yarn or yeah. something from firefly fibers go ahead and uh, donate that other stuff um and let somebody make use of it and, and, and uh pass that along uh so our next story is is not along the giving ideas it's a <laughs> big white screen but it's a student in nottingham there we go 500 year old knitting techniques used by nottingham student to make 138 pound scarves i'm not i mean not weight i should it's a uh, money She's, money. she's making scarves, and I'm hoping that you can kind of give me some idea. And Rollo's got something on his mind here. He wants to eat the doll's feet. Does he? Oh, he want. Oh, that's right. So Rollo is very interested in the salmon shoes that uh, this unnamed little knitted man has. And I have to name him. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. L- lick my row counter. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you're going to yeah. eat my row counter. What is going on with you? I have to bump back to the, the big screen so everybody <laughs> watching can see. Rollo's got his antlers on. Well, hello, honey bunny. With the dangly, what are the Christmas ornaments hanging off the antlers? Honey, they're Christmas bulbs. So this yeah, was originally, so if, what is it, uh, like a headband? Or what do you call the thing on the, not a headband, what is the plastic? It's a headband. Thing. Headband yeah. with uh, antlers, reindeer antlers and ornaments hanging it's off It's very of different than a crown. It's definitely not a tiara or a crown. But originally bought this for our husky Joey, how many years ago? 15 years ago at this point? Yeah, Joey's... He would not wear them. He absolutely hated it. He was it. done. As soon as you put it on, he'd shake it off. Yeah, we took try to take Christmas card pictures with the antlers on. He would. He was having none of it. Rollo, he's just like, oh, all right, I'll keep these he's on my Rollo head. He's a Rollo deer. That's cool, and it matches his fur. He's, he's kind of brownish. He says, yeah, I'll wear it. He has no problem with it whatsoever. <laughs> He's very cute. He's very cute. All right. He so, says, I would like to eat those shoes now. Thanks, guys. Yeah, he, he is fascinated with the salmon skin, tanned skin shoes that's sitting on this little guy. And he wants to eat them, but we won't let them. No, he's going to have to be hidden from Rollo. I was thinking he could go up with the uh, Dia de los Muertos people. We can't the put the Iceland guy with the Mexico guys. That's the Mexico shelf. We have a, a wife and a and a husband paper mache skeleton up there that we got. That thing's like a foot and a half, two feet high. That's fine. Your parents brought those all the way from Mexico in their bags and didn't break them. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. Which is miraculous and one's to me. wearing it like a machine gun, isn't he? He's got. Uh, it's like it's some some sort yeah, of. He does have like a, rifle a gun or on. Something. Yeah. Oh. But. Yeah, so I don't know if Iceland guy would fit very well with the Mexico people. I'll have to find somewhere to put him up high yeah. so he does not get eaten. Out of Rollo reach. So he does not end up, you know, having feet amputated. Cause uh, yeah, he's he is going after him. <laughs> he's, I don't know how he... Whoa, okay, he's climbing. Oh, there he goes. He just grabbed it. No, you he's can't. He's climbing up it. the desk to yeah, get those shoes. That is crazy. <laughs> I don't know how he can even smell those. I don't know because when they when when they brought it into me, so it was, it was so sweet yesterday when they came in because the two ladies they came in together and um so they were they were like I'm like well, you guys are meeting she's like well where is she where, is she gonna get here pretty soon I'm like you guys are meeting here I'm like this is too much to handle both of you here all at the same time because yeah. they're not usually in the store together so um then when. When the other my other friend got there and I opened it, I'm like, oh well, this is why you guys came to like give me a gift. So, but I I smelled them and I'm like, they don't smell like I didn't think fish so. at all. So well, yeah, Rollo so, seems to differ. He really oh, yeah, wants definitely. those. Oh, you know what? There, that'll work. Put them back on the shelf in the background. Perfect. No, you can't climb up the shelf. Oh, go no, on. No, he will. He's not for you. Don't eat his feet, Rollo. I like him. We have to go all the way to Iceland to replace that. And that's an expensive you can't go. knitted man. You would like Iceland, I'm sure. All right, there we go. Whew. So this uh, Nottingham student is making scarves on this old... I don't know if it's a loom? Is that what this is called? But... Uh, her name is oh, by Jacaranda Brain. She's 22, knits her limited edition scarves in a hand frame in the style of 
the one invented in 1589. So the one she's using is not from 1589, but I think it's probably, it's over 100 years old, I think, is uh, what she's doing. Um, but she's saying, uh, as an artisan skill, I like the concept of the heritage and the idea of sustainability by using a hand frame to knit. Oh, sorry. Uh, boy, what are you doing over there? <laughs> He's being crazy. Uh, now I'm all thrown off because of all of what Rollo is doing here. Um, so you wanted to draw inspiration from Sherwood Forest to tie in with Nottingham and the concept of local heritage. She's uh, well, this is all it's all out of control at this point. So I'm kind of scrolling through pictures here mainly is what I'm doing at this point. Um, so I tell you what, go to the show notes <laughs> for. <laughs> episode 115 and you can see all the pictures and read the story and Rollo's about Rollo has taken over the show he's gonna climb so for those that might be interested in a Patreon (laughs) monthly Patreon uh, subscription Rollo might have some theme music I found one that was gonna be Rollo theme music so (laughs) sign up and join us to help make those decisions Things are out of control. Where are we at? Oh, we're... I think we're done. We're done. So one thing... Because I have a new Looking at these, too, these so. scarves, look how, like, delicate they look. Yeah, they're really pretty. They're, like, just... I don't know, like, teeny tiny thread yarn. So anyway, there you go. I'm going to do one more story. We're, we're long, but that's okay. So this we one didn't, we 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 missed last week. Yeah, we missed last week, so we're, we're making good up for, for it. a bit longer. So this one, I almost got sued for knitting a firefly hat. The legal risks of pop culture fan art, and this is one that comes up from time to time. Um, you know, especially when you go to craft fairs and things like that. There's all kinds of questions around copyright and what's legal, what's not legal, what can I do, what can I not do. And this is an interesting story about somebody who uh, was making firefly hats. So anybody that's watched the show Firefly, which has not been on the air which for is like amazing fifteen years, this is one season. And it hasn't been on forever. But basically this uh, person here had an Etsy shop. And what's her name? Stephanie Lucas. Um, member of the Firefly fan community, a group dedicated to Joss Whedon's short-lived space western series that originally aired on Fox. I'm absolutely in love with this show and its characters, Lucas says. And thus her shop features one special item dedicated to her fellow brown coats, a nickname for the independence fighters and Firefly and, and uh, now for the fans themselves. So this is a hat that appeared. I don't even know that it did appear from reading this, that it was actually in the series. And there was never any kind of an official pattern or colors or yarn or anything like that mm-hmm. that uh, came out for this. This was just somebody who said, you know what, I can figure out how to make a hat that looks like that. And I'm going to sell that on my Etsy shop. And at this point, the show had been off the air for a good five or ten years already. Um, but there's a fine line when it comes to making memorabilia versus selling it, and that all comes down to copyright. Intellectual property law is a tough nut to crack, and it can quickly stifle create, creative expre- bleh, expression among well-meaning fans. Uh, in 2008, Stephen Van Stephen Jan Vander Ark lost a lawsuit challenge from J.K. Rowling and Warner Brothers over an unofficial Harry Potter lexicon he wrote to help keep fans or help fans keep track of the numerous characters, spells, and terminology Rowling used in the Harry Potter series. So this is a guy who wrote basically an entire book. It didn't 
it wasn't like a new series or a new book or anything. He just kind of went through and like it was okay, a reference. It was it like was an reference. Outlander companion. Yeah, it was a companion, but because it wasn't officially approved, I guess, by Rowling or Warner Brothers or anybody who owned rights to any version of the series, he got himself into trouble and had to uh, had to stop. So, and here again, the same thing. Four years later, CBS blocked. Uh, oh, this is a Star Trek film, which is an interesting series. Um, I'm just going through and trying to read some of this here. But uh, quickly, the hat quickly became a Firefly yep. symbol. And uh, it was also a fan creator's dream, easy to make but not readily available as no official version was for sale. So it's not like they were selling these hats in some uh, gift shop somewhere that had official licensing or anything like that. Well, and it's not like they were copying something that actually existed. Right. It was one hat that this one guy happened to wear. Um, Firefly gained a huge following after it dropped off the air in 2002, but because it had seen little commercial success, fans had no official merchandise to scoop up. So devotees... Uh, devotees? Devotees. 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 I don't know. Devotees. That's a hard one. So, whatever. People that love the show. People that really, really like Firefly turn to the internet, namely to Etsy and to fans con- fan conventions to share these handcrafted hats with like-minded souls. So the show had already been off the air for several years at this point. And uh, this is kind of when the, the show really picked up steam and became popular with, uh, with people and, and fans. And it continued to amass a huge underground following. And now more than 10 years after the show was canceled, the series had gained enough traction to make Fox, the original producer, take notice. Earlier in 2013, Fox licensed retailer Ripple Junction to mass produce, distribute, and sell the Jane oh. hat through online catalog Think Geek. So Think Geek is, they do shirts and they do electronics and they do all kinds of geeky, nerdy type things. And one of the things that they started selling was from Ripple Junction, these hats. So 10 years after the show was finally off the air, Fox said, hey, we got something here. We could probably make some money. Hey, thanks, knitters. Hey, thanks, knitters. And once that finally happened, they finally got a cease and desist from Fox saying, you know what? Nope, you're done. No more making this stuff because now we've got our own. And so that puts people in a very difficult position that, you know, again, there's no pattern. So you're basically what you are being called out on is a concept or an idea mm-hmm. like i said there's no official colors there's no a hat with pattern. red orange and yellow right with ear flaps with ear flaps which pretty much anybody could come up with at any time but because they were able to link it to their intellectual property they were able to send out these cease and desist and get people to stop selling after the them fact. after the like 10 years after the fact mm. again i guess they they still owned you know, the, the Firefly brand and franchise and everything that goes along with it. So I guess they're within, legally they're within their rights to do it. However, this is a pretty, Just know, knitting, touchy. in general, knitting and copyright is, is... It's best to stay away. I mean, you can, so you can knit, like if you, you could knit for yourself. If you wanted 38 Jane hats, you could knit them all for yourself without a problem and wear them yourself. Right. The problem comes in when you try to start selling them. We try them to sell them on Etsy. And making money on them. Off of them being Jane hats. Exactly. Whether you're selling them at on Etsy or at a craft fair or whatever it is. Well, is, which is the same too, as I've heard with, um, with fabric, they, they're, you, you can buy like the officially licensed fabrics for like you know the marvel superheroes and all that but you are not legally able to sell it as a finished product 
So you can use it for your own personal use. So if you're going to make something for like your child or your grandchild, you can do that. But if you make something and you're selling at a craft fair, that's not legal. Right. Exactly. Yep. So if you're just going to, yeah, for your own personal private use, you can go ahead and do that as much as you want. You can make one, you know, you can make one for everybody in the family. Sure. But as soon as you start selling it. Yep. Regardless of the venue, that's when you uh, get yourself in trouble. It's the same thing as you go to Firefly Fibers and you buy yourself a pattern. You're going to knit it up for yourself. You can certainly do that. But if you're going to take that and knit up a scarf and sell it at a craft fair, then the designer's going to have an issue Elisa if they will find out. send you a message and Elisa, be like, hey, you know, that's not okay. Yeah, well, Elisa Unless you've asked for permission. Probably won't, but talk to, the, talk to the designer yeah. and see what they say. Yeah. And they, they may give you permission, but well, very and likely a lot of they the won't. Design- some a lot of the designers they give the okay. Like I know there are a couple knitters that um, sell Jane Richmond's finished products. They've been approved because they they want somebody out there that's selling it like at like quality. Sure, but they don't want. Point being, talk yeah. to yes, talk to the person first. Get their go ahead and get their permission to do it. The worst they're going to say is no. Yeah, they might say no, and then don't. They might do say it. yes. They might say yes, but yeah, find a new pattern. But this is—I thought this was a, a unique situation, a unique yeah. case, in where the intellectual property was all but dead at this point. I mean, they were not making shirts. They were not making action figures or anything. There has from never the been show. any merch for Firefly, has there? No, that's what they were saying. I don't know even like know nothing. if they've done anything since then. But, but that hat and. Darn you knitters. Yeah. Well, I mean, because, I mean, it's a hat. It's not like, well, we just watched last night the uh, whole, mm. what's that series called on Netflix? The toy, mm. it's a toy one. Whatever it is, it goes back and tells you the history of, and this. the first episode is around Star Wars toys and action figures and how they came about and how they were made and the licensing and manufacturing and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it, it talks about that whole history of things. And here they all, it's The a toys hat. that made us. The toys that made us. Which is very interesting. If you have Netflix, the toys that made us. Yeah. It's a, it's a good show. So you, you learn about all of the uh, history and background and legal wrangling that goes into making stuff like that. This is a hat. You can put that on a machine and knit that in yeah. about 20 minutes probably. And there's no pattern. So whatever you do is going to be good. Well, and again... It's an ear flap hat with three colors and a pom pom on top of it. Yeah. It's not even like it, there. There isn't like even like a, like a trademarked logo or anything nope. on it. It doesn't have like you know like the the Harry Potter. You know, doesn't have like Hogwarts or like any of the the house logo, the house crust, or, or yeah. like even the the Harry and Ron sweaters with the H and the R on them. I mean, it doesn't even have that. All it is is a three colored ear flap hat. Yeah. Yeah, so from a, from a business perspective, for uh, was it Fox for Fox, it's easy for them to say, yeah, I'll hook up a machine and crank out a couple thousand of these. And it's I'm sure they're all acrylic. $8. Of course they are. It's not even going to be warm. So anyway, I thought that was an interesting story how uh, for copyright law and whatnot that uh, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> you are in the business of making and selling. Be careful. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I think at this point we're at a good spot where we can kind of uh, bind off and weave in our ends and wrap everything up, huh? Yeah, I think we have our uh, cheese and meat downstairs. Oh, we'll that's cut right. that up. I got you know, some. I I made a haul at Aldi today. Yeah, you had a couple big bags full of Aldi goodness. Yeah, it was. Well, I was there and I thought there wasn't going to be any food left from how many people were in the store. So I got as much as I could. So you're hoarding Aldi food? I'm hoarding all the Aldi That's food. That's okay. Between this week and next week, we'll have some time to kind of chill out and, and munch and snack. Yep. And 
All right, so thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. Thank you for joining us here on the Elise of the Ernista podcast. Um, again, if you want to participate in the program, you can always send us an email, podcast at elisatheernista.com. Um, make sure to look us up on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Ernista. Again, five bucks a month. Join us in chat while we record the show live every single month. And in fact, we when we end this here, we're going to hang out. You're going to hear our whatever little Easter egg we put at the end of the show. We're going to keep going. If you're just Well, look, you're going to keep going. I might leave. You might leave, but me and Rollo, we're going to be here. So you're not going to hear it unless you're joining us in the chat on YouTube. You can see it live or recorded. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com for at least the $5 per month. You can do whatever dollar amount you want. You can do a dollar, $5, $7.37. Can you do a dollar fifty? You can do $1.50. It won't get you buck access. Buck and a quarter. Buck quarter. Won't get you access to the chat. Okay. But it definitely will help us out, and we're hoping to add some uh, good benefits to that, too. If you want to follow Lisa through all of the fun uh, social media things she does throughout the week, you can do that on Instagram. It's probably the big one, right? Yeah, Instagram is the big one. And apparently, I have a week coming up, or week off coming up sure. in a week. So yeah, I'm I good. might get myself all like pulled together and post something again. That would be amazing. It would be, find lo- it would be fun. Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Ravelry, all that stuff is uh, go to elisatheyarnisa.com up in the upper right hand area. You'll find links for all of that. Yeah. Um, if you have questions, comments, suggestions, ideas, thoughts, anything you want to share with us, uh, send us an email. Please. Podcast. Please. Podcast. Please, Please podcast at elisatheyarnisa.com. Uh, it's always fun. We like getting emails. Again, does not have to be knitting related. We'll respond and talk about anything here on the show. Give us something to talk about. Uh, I think I've talked very quickly here for the last minute or two. I'm worn out. Elisa's worn out. You wore me out. Well, Elisa, anything else you want to talk about here on the Elisa There Needs a Podcast? We'll talk about it more next week, but if anybody out there is like dying for snap-on pom-poms, they are available in the Firefly Fibers uh, online shop and also at the the brick-and-mortar shop, but there are some snap-on pom-poms. How did you forget about that? I... You didn't. Ask, I didn't fill out the form. No, I didn't, didn't fill, fill out the, the agenda, form. and I did not put in there what's new at Firefly Fibers. You didn't ask me what was new either. No, so I, that's your part of the show. So yeah, there are snap-on pom poms. They're really they're kind of cool. They're pretty neat. So I have more coming on Tuesday. So the if something is out of stock, there's a chance there might be some more on Tuesday, but I don't know yet. All we'll right. See. So so go to but, the store, check it all out. That's it. In that's the meantime. All. We're going to wrap it up, bind it off, weave in our ends. We're going to, what else do you do with them? We're going to block it. We're going to wash it and block it. I'm going to keep knitting on my lopi sweater that is this, going to be done tomorrow. This is going to knit on the lopi sweater. And we will see you all next week. Cheers. Last year, I got a sweater with a big burr knitted on it. Lucas.